You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As it says, this is Locked On Indians, and I am your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. On today's show, we're going to look at the upcoming uh, series against the Royals, look at some of those matchups, and, you know, obviously the Indians are favored in this series. The Royals are currently one of the worst teams in baseball, but uh, as we just saw with the Orioles, anything can happen. We'll talk about the minor trade the Indians made today uh, with Asher. Whoa. Let's just call him Asher Woj to uh, Tampa. And uh, I saw some negative comments online, so it's not going to be much on that trade because it's not really an important trade, but I'll explain why that trade did occur. And then we'll do what we did yesterday with the uh, taking a look about over the last month of with pitchers as we did with hitters. Now this is nowhere near as effective just because the sample size is so much smaller. It's already a small sample size when we're looking at hitters, but uh, when it comes to pitchers, it's an even smaller sample size. But with no game and having recently done a pretty in-depth look at the minors, it just seems a bit silly to dive right back into that information i will give a quick shout out at the top of the show to alex call who was just named the eastern league player of the week uh within the same week that the white Sox cut yonder alonzo who they uh call is who we got when we traded yonder alonzo to the white Sox. so um even if we just ignore the monetary savings huge win for the indians on a heavier note, I have to talk about the uh, the tragic news today with uh, Tyler Skaggs. The Angels pitcher um, was found dead uh, at the age of 27. Anytime a 27-year-old dies, that is a tragedy in my book. By all accounts, uh, a really good person. You often hear when you are in and around the game... You you know, everyone likes to talk, and you hear about who the jerks are. You hear about who's out there. Um, you, you know, you just hear about all the negativity, because that's the interesting story. Um, and you hear about it often, and you get exposed to it. And I say all of this to say that I never once heard anyone say anything about Tyler Skaggs. Um... I don't have any connections per se with the Angels front office, but there have been connections over the years with the Angels, um, and Skaggs was universally beloved. So um, my thoughts go out to his family. He had so much life ahead of him. Twenty-seven is way too young, and you know that is just a loss for all of baseball. And I thought it should be addressed. Uh, it's gonna feel very callous to get back into the Indians discussion. But uh, it was just something I felt like needs to be said. Uh, big loss for baseball, a big loss for uh, humanity. I mean, when you are a pro athlete, um, you get to live in rarefied air, make crazy amounts of money. And Tyler Skaggs was the type of uh, person who likely would have done um, a lot of great things for not just you know his immediate family and such but for others and the world in general with that type of uh uh future and it's it's you know these things are always shocking it's shocking when someone that young passes but especially an athlete because we know you know they're getting the top medical attention they're getting large amounts of medical attention and uh again there's nothing 
to make you think that this is someone who was into anything illicit or had any uh, depressionary issues. I'm sure we'll find out what happened in the next few days. Likely it's going to be something congenital, but again, it's um, just a sad thing for baseball in general. Okay, again, I feel very callous after doing all of that, but it's time to get back to the Indians, and specifically, let's talk about the series that's upcoming against the Royals. So, tomorrow's game is Bauer versus Jake Junis. This should be um, this should be a win on paper. Jake Junis has not been good this year. Trevor Bauer um, has started to look better of late, but uh, I mean. <laughs> paper all of these should be a win probably because the Royals are really bad but uh, this is a game that stands out because Jake Junis the Indians have had success against him this year Um, he has really struggled that's about as far as you need to go Uh, game two is Mike Clevenger versus Danny Duffy important game for Clevenger who's really struggled in his last two outings Um, Duffy sets up nicely for the Indians because their lineup is significantly better against lefties. I know it still sounds weird to say that. And Duffy has not been very good either. He's been more of a back-end arm. Um, he hasn't been bad by any means. I don't want to portray that. But the Indians, uh, again, they're better against lefties. He is an, an okay lefty. But uh, if there's a game, I would see them losing. It would be this one. Um, You know, I feel like 90% sure about Monday. This one is about 60% just because I don't know what we'll see with Clevenger. And then the last game, Homer Bailey um, against Shane Bieber. I'm sorry, not against Bieber, against uh, Zach Plesak. Now we saw Plesak struggle in his last outing. And the the Indians have uh did have a, a poor matchup earlier this year against Homer Bailey. Uh he is again not a good pitcher at this point in his career. This is a game I wanna, you know, kinda go back up to maybe sixty, seventy percent uh confidence in a win. The Indians really should sweep this series. A sweep would be a fantastic thing. Then you have that two game series against Cincinnati, who's a very odd team. Um because I don't know what to make of them. I think they're better than what we've seen. The Indians also, you know, it feels like every Monday where they, they don't have a game. It's it's very often we have this podcast on Monday and there's not the, the uh, or the Tuesday podcast, I should say, and there isn't a game to talk about. But the Indians don't have a Monday or a Friday game this week. That's why they don't need that extra starter before the All-Star break. Um, but just to go back to Cincinnati... The pitching for them has been quite good. The You look at someone like what Nick Sensel has brought to that lineup, some of the other pieces in, that are in place. There's a lot of reasons to think Cincinnati could be a team that is, uh, you know, could be a lot better in the second half of the year. I don't, I'm not out here saying they're going to be a playoff squad because that's, that's a bit of crazy talk. That Central is a brutal division. But uh, I could see a team that... Uh, I don't know if I want to go be as bold as say I could see end up third, but uh, <laughs> and then the other side of it is not being bold at all and saying fourth. It's like okay, so they beat the Pirates, a team that's really scuffling. But uh, 
I could see them challenging the cards for third. Let's let's put it that way. Let's be semi bold. But uh, before that, uh, luckily the Indians face the two weakest pitchers for the Reds in the, that weekend series. But they have this quick three gamer against Kansas City, and really they should sweep this. But <laughs> I said really they should sweep uh, Baltimore, and they nearly got swept. But uh, I will say that uh, Means and Kashner are way better than uh, anyone that they are facing in this series this weekend. Uh, and that's just the truth of that matchup. And, uh, you know, it, it could lead to eventually the uh, the Royals ending up with the first overall pick and the Orioles uh, moving down a bit. I also like the Orioles um, calling up Thomas Eshelman. It was a bit interesting because originally it was reported that uh, Asher Wojciechowski, hey, I said it right this time, I think, uh, was going to be traded by the Indians to the Orioles to start tonight's game for them. And the Indians were getting cash considerations, which immediately led to people being like, oh, the Indians are cheap. The Indians are cheap. When that's not the case at all. If you're a team and you have someone like Asher Wojciechowski on your roster and he is being, uh, you know, a good soldier for you in AAA and he is a former major league uh, player, if there's a chance for him to pitch in the majors, you get a small amount of cash and you do the good by that player. This happens all the time with lots of teams. The Indians, uh, you know, Tim Fedorowski, Cameron Mabin, that's one which made me regret a bit as he's been actually pretty good for the Yankees this year. But uh, it's a very common practice. It's just not being a jerk. Uh, In the end, though, it was odd because Wojciechowski didn't get the call up. Instead, I don't know if it was a transportation issue, if lines got crossed, uh, Thomas Eshelman, who the Orioles got this year from the Phillies on the cheap, he got the chance to start and pitched really well uh, for the Orioles while facing the Rays. Five innings, six hits, two earned runs, one walk, no strikeouts. I mean, that's that's not great, but the rest of it is. Uh, Eshelman was an extreme control artist in college, and that's still kind of been his game in, uh, in the pros. He's a, he's a back-end starter. I will be curious to see if he stays up in the majors or if Wojciechowski eventually does get that opportunity up there. Um, Speaking of uh, former Indians, Yandy Diaz had a a hit today, had a pair of doubles yesterday. He's continuing to play extremely well and be the three-hitter for uh, that Rays offense. Uh, On the other side of things, I mean... You look at it, like Anthony Santander, if you go way back with me, I was like, he's going to go in this Rule 5 draft. He's going to go in the Rule 5 draft. I thought he was one of the Indians' top five prospects at the time, maybe top six. I'd have to go back in my rankings. But I was extremely high on him. I thought he was the second cleanest hitter in the organization after Clint Frazier at that point. And I was terrified of losing him in the draft. And everyone told me I was insane. And the Indians lost him in the Rule 5 draft. And... This year, he has, you know, and it's been limited. He's only had 23 games, but 278, 344, 78, slugging 818 OPS. Yes, that would immediately make him an upgrade for the Indians at multiple spots. Four home runs, six doubles, uh, eight walks, 17 strikeouts. Ugh. So that, uh, that Orioles game, you could just sit back and go, oh, man, there's a time where Sandander and Diaz were both in the Indians minor leagues. And the Indians managed to undervalue both of those guys. Uh, is there a better way than to 
have some sadness leading into the break. And now is a good time for a word from our sponsors. First up is Hotels.com, .com website or app. Uh, they will tell you the places you should not go to. They will show you the best deals. They will save you time and money. Uh, you want to go there because that is their whole model. They are going to make it easier on you and save you money so you go back to them. I uh, use them. You should use them. Our other sponsor is BlueChew.com. It is the little blue pill like Viagra or Cialis, same active ingredients. But since it's chewable, it gets your bloodstream quicker and makes you ready to go quicker. If you go over to BlueChew.com, use the promo code MLB, you can try it for free. You're just going to have to pay the 5 bucks for shipping. This is your chance. If you've ever been curious, you want to see what it's like, get discreetly mailed to your door. You're just going to pay that 5 bucks in shipping, and you can see what all the hype is about. Remember, it's BlueChew.com, promo code MLB. And we are back. Thank you again for listening, rating, reviewing, and all of the things that help this podcast go. Um, we've had really good consistency, but as always, it would be fantastic to see the numbers trend a little more upwards. So, uh, tell a friend, get others to listen. Uh, you know, if you like it, share it. So let's dive into the whole, uh, how did the month of June treat the Indians pitchers? We looked at the hitters yesterday and again, this is a very limited sample size. For instance, we'll leave it lead off of Trevor Bauer. 35 innings this month, over five starts, but this was, I, May was rough for Bauer. He was really good in April, uh, fantastic in the one start in March. I mean, that's a worthless sample size. May was just brutal, and June was, was good. He was back to where we'd seen before. Um, one of the things is still concerns me is the high home run rate. Um, six home runs in May. Five in June, if you've been listening from the beginning, I mean, by the end of May, he had given up more home runs than he had gave up all of last year. He went from being uh, one of the worst pitcher, starting pitchers in terms of giving up home runs to one of the best, and it seemed a bit fluky, and it still seems that way. Um, you know, he's not an all-star this year. I don't know if he's an all-star level arm, and... That's one of the things that kind of makes me sad right now because they really had a chance to sell high in the offseason, and his value is 75% of where it was then. Um, you only look at someone the Indians talked about, like Hunter Renfro, who I believe is uh, into the 20s in home runs while playing in, in San Diego, and it just uh, it still stings to see that just because... Uh, the Indians had needs, Bowers, uh, I mean, there are points where it feels like his best value to the Indians is his ability to coach other pitchers, that he uh, he helps out some of the young kids. It confuses me because I'm always like, why can't he do it for himself? Because his consistency has been one of his biggest struggles throughout his uh, major league career. He's been very up and down, but, uh, you know, uh, so the question is, you know, taking him out, uh, is there a loss of value to guys like Clevenger and Plesak and Bieber who do talk to him at the same time, you look at the, like I said, you go over to, uh, uh, the San Diego Padres, like Fran Mel Reyes and Hunter Renfro both have 24 home runs this year. Uh, OPS of 860 for Fran Mel, 920 for, for Renfro, who's the, uh, is also the better defender, 
uh, if you can imagine getting one of them and pairing it with you know some of the other prospects that were talked about in system. I mean, there was a point this offseason where there was the talk of Chris Paddock and Hunter Renfro for Trevor Bauer. And if you are keeping track at home, you know, I already talked about Renfro's uh, big home run totals. Um, Chris Paddock this year, uh, 14 starts, 76 innings, a whip under one, a 3.05 ERA, K per nine of nine and a half, extremely low walk rate. Yeah, I mean, I wanted Matt Strom, who uh, hasn't been quite as good, but I wanted him more as a reliever at the time. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a shoulda, woulda, coulda at this point with the, the Indians and the Padres and what could have developed there. Uh, but, again, Bauer trending upwards. I still think he is going to be a prime trade candidate because you look at the Indians, they currently only have two-fifths of their starting rotation for the beginning of the year, but they've managed to fill in pretty well with guys like Plesak. Um, Aaron Saval is uh, down there in AAA, showing he, after his start, that you know he's ready to get some more innings. Adam Plutko has been uh, rubber-armed and useful at some point. You assume Tristan McKenzie is going to get healthy and make an appearance in the low minors, but we don't know at this point uh, what's going on with him. I mean, he's been out for a very long time. But the depth is there, and again, Bauer's peak value is now because it's a 1.5-year rental, and I'll just keep keep bringing it up because I do think that, uh, you know, I think a trade will inevitably happen this year with Trevor Bauer. Shane Bieber, remarkably consistent month-to-month when you look ERA 362-366-328 in June, though. Um, across the board, he's been solid. The uh, same issue that we mentioned before with uh, Bauer has also plagued Bieber, and that's the home runs. Uh, but he he's given up 16 so far this year. Nine of those 16 came in May. So May was a, a larger... Uh, proportion than uh, any other month so that's that's something that sticks out there um, amongst the his his overall performance if we go over to I mentioned Z- Zach Plesak where you know I mentioned Alex Hall's performance early in the day I believe he was uh, college teammates with Plesak at Ball State but uh, let's go up to the June split uh Six starts for him, 37 innings, 3.89 ERA, uh, nine home runs. So, you know, as stated, it's that's a lot in a month, and that is a concern going forward. For, uh, but I mean, that's baseball in general at this point. We're seeing that kind of tightly wound ball and more home runs. But uh, yeah, again, solid performance though. Uh, Everything he is doing to show that he deserves more innings and more chances. When we look at uh, just, you know, Jeffrey Rodriguez only managed one four-inning game, so that's not even really worth diving into. Uh, I, for some reason, don't have Plutko in front of me. I'll get to that. So let's go into the pen. Uh, I mentioned Tyler Olson struggles. He, because of the overall way they have shaped this pen, uh, he only got, uh, he appeared in nine games for seven and one-third innings 
ERA over six, uh, largely ineffective in his usage in June. April and May, the ERA was lower, but still it was, uh, you know, 11 games pitched, 7.2 innings. 10 games pitched, 8.1 innings. He's essentially being used as a loogie, which is odd because you also have Oliver Perez, who is 100% a loogie. So the Indians are carrying two loogies. And then at some points, they would also have up Josh A. Smith, a third loogie. (laughs) Roster construction, man, who knows. But uh, Oliver Perez, April was brutal. But May and June, you combine those together, he pitched... uh, Almost 18 innings in 23 appearances because he's a loogie. And both those, a 1.86 ERA in May, 1.08 in June. Extremely small sample size, but it's nice to see those numbers improving. He was awesome a year ago, so he should be, you know, the loogie number one, which really limits roles for, you would think, for Olsen and uh, Smith. But uh, the Indians aren't acting like uh, those are limited roles. Tyler Clippard uh, was called up by the Indians back in April. It's hard to believe it's that long ago. He has been a steady relief pitcher, 11 games in May, 11 games in June, about the same amount of innings. He's kind of one of their maybe Brian Shaw-esque role for the Indians this year. Um, Not really much you can complain about with him, Uh, not really anything, when you consider that he is a scrap heap signing and one that has really worked out for them. Adam Simber was a guy I came into the year with massive doubts about. Uh, his minor league numbers were never as good as his performance last year in San Diego. And while he hasn't been quite as good as the numbers in San Diego, he's been steady. Uh, April was not kind to him, but uh, May and June, he has continued to be, like I said, steady. Uh, he doesn't miss enough bats for my liking, and the walks have been creeping up. It's kind of a dangerous combination for a pitcher with his stuff. He should probably be treated as a roogie. And, you know, he has seen... You look at his splits this year. Right-handed hitters have a 555 OPS. Left-handed hitters have a 904 OPS. So he should not be facing lefties ever. <laughs> Let's just, you know, call a spade... <coughs> Excuse me. Call a spade a spade. He is a rookie. He is a right-handed on only reliever, and that's how he should be treated and used. Nick Wetgren was a uh, another bit of a revelation as a guy. One of uh, you could make a good team just out of the guys the Marlins cut this year, and uh, you know April he was really good, but we can see month by month it's gotten worse, and he was not good in June. Um, he doesn't walk a ton of guys, and he is able to miss bats, so there's a good chance for him to rebound. He he wasn't as good as he showed early, and he's not as bad as he's been of late. He is a solid fifth or sixth inning guy, and uh, that is what you know we should expect from him going forward. Brad Hand, it's all good with Hand. Uh. June, except for June, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, 146 ERA in April, 1.0 in uh, May, June, 4.26, gave up uh, six runs in the month of June after giving up three uh, in the first two months of the year. So why did everything jump up? Uh, 
there's not really a good number, you know, reason for that. Everything seems to be about in line. He uh, he just gave up more hits. He was more hittable in June. Now it'd be curious to go and look at things like velocity data and see, you know, at the end of last year we did see his velocity dip. Is that a problem again? Is his velocity did his velocity dip in the month of June? Is that part of the reason why he all of a sudden became much more hittable and his performance did? Uh, go from sublime to mediocre. In terms of pitching, there's a you know there's a few names left we have to talk about. The aforementioned Adam Plutko has certainly pitched a lot of innings in June, along with AJ Cole, who's been a, a significant member of the Indians' pen. We'll start with Cole. He came up in May, appeared in eight games, nine games in June, May. Uh, he was he was okay over those nine innings. I mean, he was more than okay. He was quite good. Uh, June, he's the guy. He's been more typically in the majors, which is in seven innings, he's given up three home runs. He's only struck out six batters, but he's walked five. And hitters are hitting three forty four off of him over that uh, small sample size. The concern for me is more the fact that that's what we've seen with him when he's given opportunities in the majors. He's just not been very good, and he's been very home run prone. And that is what the data is showing this year um, in June. So, again, he's 16 innings in the majors. It's not much. He is okay as a bottom of your uh, bullpen guy, but the Indians are carrying too many bullpen arms to begin with. It'd be nice to shed a bullpen arm or three at points, it feels like. And Cole is one of those guys that is definitely on the bottom of the list of usefulness amongst the pen. And then Adam Plutko... You look at his performance this year, and, you know, it was two starts in May. Those weren't good. June, he has had uh, four starts, five appearances. He's been all right. Yeah, he's he's a back-end arm, and that is what he pitched like. And the concern with him is also home run proneness. And, you know, it's the... uh, bit of a Josh Tomlin starter kit, which is what Aaron Saval is as well, who is also homer prone, which is don't walk anyone, miss a few bats, and uh, know that a home run or two is going to come out in every start, and hope that the offense can provide enough to overcome that. So, you know, he has been, he's been workable. Teams could certainly do a lot worse than Adam Plutko as their fourth or fifth starter. Um him and Saval are, like I said, they're pretty much the same arm to me. Uh, Saval might have slightly higher seeing, ceiling because his slider is a much better offering than anything that uh, Plutko really has to offer. I want to thank everyone for uh, listening again. Uh, these podcasts uh, continually go long, and it did it again today. Uh, it was a look at the month of June for the Indians pitching, and a look at the upcoming next five games before the All-Star break for the Cleveland Indians. Thank you for reading, reviewing, subscribing, telling friends, and as always, Go Tribe!